lo que hay, mi gente. What's up, everybody? You know, I think we can all agree that Bad Bunny fever is everywhere. Um, his life is being made into a movie. Marvel is making him into a superhero. Uh, everyone's talking about his new album, Un Verano, Verano Sin Ti. And things are really going well for him. But see, this is why I'm not so happy about Bad Bunny. On that new album, he samples from Imar Rivera's iconic 1969 recording Controversia for his song El Apagón. And Controversia is a song about empowerment. It is, it, it calls upon the ancestors. It even references the Spanish Moors in his chant of Alelolai, Lelolai in the song. And listening to Bad Bunny's El Apagón, it really shows his his ignorance um because obviously his ignorance is on full display here as he completely misinterprets this song so for a, a to to talk about this issue in more depth and to talk about controversia for its to talk about the meaning of controversia i called aurora flores who of course is an ethnomusicologist a writer and a band leader And she's been a guest on the show several times. Um, and she was also mentored by Imar Rivera and Rafael Cortijo. And we had a discussion about all this. We talked about the meaning of controversia. We talked about what this means, how Bad Bunny changed the meaning of the song, how, and so many other things. So um, it is a very interesting conversation. So let's get right into it start with a little bit of statistics here. I actually found out that the Bad Bunny's new album, Un Verano Sinti, became the most streamed album globally in one day with 183 million streams on its release day. So, I mean, that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of streams <laughs> just for one day. Um, and on the yeah. album, he does a song called El Apagón, which he samples from Imar Rivera's Controversia. Um, and so... Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about the meaning of that song uh, and, uh, yeah, really the, yeah, the meaning of it. So what is, what is Maelo's song about? What is that, what is the meaning of that song? A mí me gusta cantar contigo Juan porque yo canto y me entiende Que aparte que sea mi amigo yo sé bien que me comprende well, that is an iconic song, a song about empowerment. And he is appealing to the gods because he likes to sing. And I love when he opens the song. First, you have that great, uh, 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 Gonga solo, you, you know, the way it comes in. And then his voice, he's actually rapping, but he's singing also. And um, on the actual album, it says, it doesn't credit the writer, which they usually do on the album. It just mm -hmm. says DR, Derechos Reservados, mm -hmm. right? All rights reserved. Yeah. But on other internet sites, it does give credit that Imael wrote it. And uh, the song is about empowerment. 
it's about um, right at the beginning. He talks about how he he brings up the the philosopher the Solomon, mm-hmm. which is in the Bible. He quotes a lot from the Bible here, yeah. and he says that as Solomon um, told him as a sage that um, the worst thing for mankind for men is is jealousy, envy, and that's what kills a man: jealousy and envy. Um, and then he goes on to talk about how he wants to sing. I love when he says, que no cantara mentira, ni tampoco disparate. So he's making a plea to the gods that he wants to sing truth. He doesn't want to spies and he doesn't want to sing nonsense, mm-hmm. which is what's so ironic about what Bad Bunny did. Exactly. Because he put in so much nonsense. nonsense. And then there's even a fact, you have to remember that this album that Maelo did, He was fresh out of jail. transferred him to Lexington, Kentucky. And this is in the 60s. Lexington, Kentucky was a very racist, separate state. And here is this, you know, um, Afro-Boricua in the mix of all this. And when he comes out, this was recorded right after Bienvenidos. Cotijo mm-hmm. didn't have his band. And, um, but Tito Puente was in Puerto Rico and they were mm-hmm. friends. They were boys. Mm-hmm. Tito Puente said, you have my band. And Tito Puente actually did a lot of the arrangements on this album. Right. And it's, it's Tito Puente's musicians. And he's, he's, there's a part where he says, he goes very, very, what I love about our Latin music, our salsa music, is that a lot of the lyrics really trace our history back to slavery, back to to those days. Mm-hmm. And when he says that he would sing at the altar of El Santo Niño de Atoche, okay? So aquí está Ismael hablando de que va a cantar en el altar de Santo Niño de Atoche. So what he's saying there is when they were in jails back then, Families would send children to feed and clothe the prisoners, the family prisoners that were jailed. Mm-hmm. And if you did not have a family, you could actually starve to death. You would have no food. You would have nothing. So prisoners would pray to baby Jesus at Santo Nino de Atoche oh, wow. um, so the children could come mm. and feed them. Wow. So he's talking about this. And then he says how um, um, San Pedro me compró un laú, you know, St. Peter, <laughs> okay, the Heavenly Father bought him un laú, a, a, a lute. And he gave him two pieces of a key and said, here's one for you and here's one for me. Let's go to the rumba 
All right, let's sit. Now you got a clave. There's two pieces of keys. Now you have a clave. Let's go to the rumba. So this is a song of empowerment. And see, my, my feeling is that someone like Bad Bunny doesn't truly understand what this song is about. I think yeah. they heard a beat, because it's a great beat. It, it is, is a great beat. Yeah. I think they heard a beat. Yeah, I think they heard a beat. And then because they heard this beat, they felt that, okay, let me take this beat and it's Ima Rivera. I mean, Ima Rivera is the original gangster. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but Hector Lovosa allowed Ima Rivera. All right. Ima Rivera era el gangster original. Él era el macho de los machos, de estos puntos, de todo era. Eso era Ima Rivera. Pero Ima Rivera siempre tenía respeto. Yeah. Eso es decir, él tenía respeto. Sí, y tenía, un, él era una persona con virtud, como él dice. Mm -hmm. yes. Now, I'm not going to say he was perfect. It was very sexist song. Si te cojo, si te oh, cojo, coqueteando yeah. verá. Yeah. Mira, papá, yo quiero mi ropa limpia. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, he's actually telling this woman, and if she doesn't do what he says, he's going to hit her. Right. Which actually is very prevalent and it's very prevalent in the whole reggaeton community mm -hmm. and in that whole gangster community mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico. It, it, the amount of femicide in Puerto Rico yeah. is outstanding. And I have to say, even though he mentions Tego Calderón y en Borinquena fue a donde empezó el reggaeton. <laughs> And I understand that, and that's true. And Tego Calderón, again, he talked a lot about the Afro-Boricuas and the racism in Puerto Rico, which is also very prevalent. But I have to say that right now, bigger than anything, is the femicide. Yeah. It's the amount of crimes against women. Uh, what Bad Bunny did with this is like, it's a cultural crime against the song. It is. And it's it's and although i understand the title says apagón because uh, uh we know that yeah. puerto rico has always had electrical problems that's nothing new it's been worse now which mm -hmm. is true but um to put one or two lines of that yeah and then throw and out you know this vulgarity and and then yeah, and, and then you put in, yeah, Imae Rivera, this is, yeah, Imae Rivera will be the first one to tell you, Rodeli, eso no se hace, mm -hmm. eso no es así. Mm -hmm. He will be the first one to tell you that. And he would say, lo que tú hiciste aquí, una falta de, de respeto en, en que está cabrón, okay? <laughs> Let's use his words. Es una falta de respeto que está cabrón. Bad Bunny doesn't understand what this song really is about. I think, uh, uh, I mean, I like that he had his girlfriend at the end, at least she can sing, and mm -hmm. she sang about how uh, these rich people that are here and these uh, vulture capitalists that are taking over Puerto Rico, they have to leave because Puerto Rico's for us. Right. But the reality is they're there. They're, they're not going to leave. That up. That's not, they're not. Exactly. They're not going to leave. Mm -hmm. They're not going to leave. You know? And 
yeah, and just adding a little a line at the end of a song is, I mean, it's nice, but at the end of the day, it's just a line at the end of a song. I mean. I have to tell you, when I first heard it, I, and I heard the song, I was excited to hear it. And then when I heard this, and I'm like, esta cabrón, esta cabrón. I'm like, yeah, esto está bien, cabrón. <laughs> and not in a good way. Not in a good way. But again, I mean, we have this generation that grew up not hearing music, not hearing real poetry. They don't know who Silvia Hesach is. They don't. Right. They don't know the poetry of Clemente Soto Vélez or of Julia de Burgos. You, you know, their poetry is, is like in the rap world. You take it out of the schools. And um, humans need music and art. Yeah. It's part of who we are. It's part of why they found art in the caves. Yeah. We need this. And, and um, if we don't have that, we're going to make it up and we're going to start from the beginning. Like roses are red and violets are blue. And a lot of these rap songs, you know, the poetry is like that. They say they're being real, but it's like, you know, someone like, yeah, someone like Gene, his, his new video he came out with, it's really powerful. But yeah. I find his lyrics are powerful. Yeah. And even though he uses obscenities, he uses obscenities to denounce the barbaric inequities happening in the world. Yes. And that I understand. But when you use obscenities the way he's doing it here, it's almost like when you talk to 12 and 13 and 14 year old boys who just learned how to curse, who graduated from saying underwear to saying motherfucker. <laughs> and, and so they say it over and over and over again. I wanted to mention that at a certain point when it comes to using obscenities in songs, it it's at a certain point it's not even art anymore honestly it just becomes gross at a certain point and there is a line and bad bunny has obviously crossed that line um and this issue is also so much bigger than him because i mean he's of course he's not the only one doing this first of all and this is just uh, a much bigger no. phenomenon that we see in the music so yeah we need to know our past mm -hmm. because our past informs our present yeah and our present is the path to the future mm -hmm. Absolutely. and if we don't inform that path I, I mean there was one guy on linkedin who was talking about um the phenomena of bad bunny which he is a phenomena i mean he 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 just what in 2016 he was bagging groceries Right. He was bagging groceries in a supermarket in Puerto Rico and uploading his music to SoundCloud. And now he's selling out stadiums and topping every chart possible and getting ready to start in a Marvel superhero movie. It's already been done. It's coming out. Mm -hmm. So his life story is going to be turned into a movie. And people are saying he's the best success story from the streaming era. Okay. And they say things like most, most artists, at his level, Drake, 
Beyonce, Adele, Adele who can really sing. Taylor Swift, who's also a songwriter, singer-songwriter, that they were stars before streaming. And he says, plus he's done it all without songs in English. For years, Latin artists never got mainstream push unless they had English songs to appeal to Americans. Selena, Shakira, Ricky Martin, Mark Anthony, they all did it. But that's, that's not, not true. Kafania all stars were mainstream. Right. Even before them, even before them, going back into the 30s when El Maricero came out. And I mean, that song was a hit in France. It went through Europe. It came to the U.S. I mean, so that's not that's not actually true. Yeah. Tito Puente was mainstream. Tito Rodriguez was mm -hmm. mainstream. Machito was mainstream. Noro Morales was mainstream. I mean, these guys gigged at the Copacabana, at the Latin Quarter, at, I mean, at the top clubs. And their songs were played on mainstream radio. Yeah. So all of this, maybe for the streaming age, okay, maybe for the streaming age, but all it means to me is that when you stream, and a lot of people talk to me about radio, and I'm telling them in five years, radio and television is going to be obsolete. Yeah. Everyone is streaming. Mm -hmm. And radio, what's bad about radio today is that radio is all corporatized. I think it's yeah. five corporations own all the radio stations. Mm -hmm. They give a list of a playlist to their DJs. And the DJs have to play that. Yeah. I came from a time where the DJs broke a hit. Mm -hmm. The DJs would make a hit. Of course, there was payola involved and everything, but you know, very famous singer-songwriters, and you're with a label, and they do give money to the record to these record companies. You're not going to get on that list. Mm -hmm. So maybe streaming is a way to equalize things, you know. So I look at it from that point of view. But then when I see them streaming stuff like this, mm -hmm. you know, with no regard to the artist, I mean, you, you know what would make me feel good if Bad Bunny would turn around and say, you know what, I think my Rivera was such a bad mofo that I'm going to give some of this, all this money that I'm getting to his foundation. Right. And I'm going to make sure that the Imae Rivera Foundation gives education as to this music, as to what it is to be a sonero, an improviser, which is what rappers are, except that in, sonet, in sonero, as a sonero, or in Puerto Rico, um, when they have pie forzao in the Hibaro world, yeah. which is also improvising, that they would, um, in that world, it's not just rapping. It's not just talking. Mm -hmm. Now you have to sing it. It's got to be in key. It's got to be in pitch. And it has to have flow. And it has to be timed to the clave and rhymed. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is not the same thing. This is something that should be studied. Yeah. This is something that should not die. And these guys like a Tego Carreron or a Luis Fonsi or Daddy Yankee or a Bad Bunny. I mean, Voltio did a tune where he used the uh, Yomotoros La Mulga and they put salsa in it and, and it was really nice. 
And, and I almost thought Bad Bunny had taken from that and done something that would put him on his music. And especially now, this weekend when it commemorates 35 years that Imaya Rivera has left us, mm-hmm. that he hasn't been around. And then he puts this out. And doesn't use his platform to tell young people about Maelo, doesn't use, doesn't, doesn't use that to uplift Maelo at all and, and tell his audience about him. So I, that's another thing that I, that I wanted to bring up. Um, the other thing that I've been thinking about, especially be, this being 35 years since Maelo passed, was that, you know, uh, how we uh, as a society kind of see ancestors and how, you know, I, there's this idea that when someone dies, it's kind of like their voice doesn't matter and that it, in this case, it's okay to co-opt Maelo's voice and just because he's dead and he can't say anything and it's all right that he can use it and twist it and distort it into something that that is uh, that's something that, that he wouldn't have said so I think that that's also an issue that that I was thinking of um as I was analyzing the situation yeah. <laughs> A la misma vez respetaban esta música, respetaban los ritmos. Por ejemplo, Roberto Joena, yo te dije ese cuento que cuando estaban en la Fania y estaban ensayando, que Celia Cruz y Maya Rivera iban a hacer un dúo en Cuca. So querían al principio iba a salir Celia y después venía Inma de Rivera. So ellos querían que la banda empezara como una guaracha a Celia y cuando entrara Inmaya Rivera cambiaran a una bomba. So at this particular final story rehearsal, um, they were going to play Kukala and they were rehearsing because they were going to start with a guaracha because Celia Cruz was going to come out first. Mm-hmm. And then Imaya Rivera was going to follow. So they were going to change seamlessly into a bomba, which it goes very clearly. I mean, Cuba y Puerto Rico, dos salas del mismo pájaro. Okay, let's stop the segregating, que Puerto Ricanos, this and that. Habían gente negra en toda la isla. Y esta música es de gente negra, porque mm. they came from Africa. No habían conga en Cuba, ni en Puerto Rico, ni en ninguno de esos sitios. Ellos trajeron eso. Anyway, so they're having this rehearsal. Y Roberto, Ray Barreto, que es nacido criado aquí, y Ray Barreto was going to jazz, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Barreto couldn't get the bomba cuts and the Roberto Joena se dio una encabronada and Nicky Marrero 
was right in the middle and he was like, oh my God, what's gonna happen here? Pero Roberto le dijo, and let me tell you, Roberto was good. He was always good, you know? <laughs> and Roberto got up and threw his bongos down and he was gonna go to blows with Ray Barreto and he said, tú no me va a faltar el respeto a la bomba. Porque si tú me faltas respeto a la bomba, tú me faltas respeto a Puerto Rico. I mean, that's where he took it. Because Cortijo taught him, Cortijo trained him. And he had mad respect for Cortijo and for Maelo. I mean, he, he was like, he was your age. He was like 15 when he got in the band. Mm -hmm. And Maelo and those guys and Cortijo, they were much older. So they were his, his mentors. And he told Barreto, you are not gonna disrespect my mentors. Either you get this right or don't play it. So, imagínate si Roberto Joena. If he heard that song. <laughs> I know what Roberto would say. I'm telling you, he would hear that song, he would say, Tú estás cabrón, esto es una mierda. Tú estás cabrón, esto es una mierda. Tú estás cabrón, esto es una... I could just see it. Oh, my God. Oh I could hear him God. saying that. He would be the first one on the radio stations saying this. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. But again, como te dije antes, um, tenemos que entender que cuando sacaron música y arte de las escuelas en los 80, and this came from the conservative Reaganomics, yeah. ¿verdad? Ahí fue que, um, ahí fue que, que se dañó la bicicleta, ahí fue que se dañó todo. Cuando sacaron la poesía, el arte, la historia, ay, mi gatito está aquí, he wants to do his here. Vete para allá. <laughs> Um, so, uh, cuando sacaron la música de la escuela hicieron un daño tremendo a todos estos muchachos y esto es lo que tenemos and I know reggaeton it's the big worldwide thing it's like rap you know and you got all the people that are apologists for this because mm -hmm. they make their living off you know reviewing this and all that pero que it would be so good if we could get back to real music again yeah. You know, if we could take what we know in the computers, lo que sabemos ahora en la computadora and streaming and all that, and do it with real music and really have an appreciation. And I mean, even mix some of it. A mí me gusta alguna de esta, a mí me gusta la gasolina. <laughs> you know, pero que um, esto, esto, este apagón, esto, me gusta la chocha de Puerto Rico. I mean, Again, yo no sabía que Puerto Rico tenía una chocha, you know. I mean, is this now Puerto Rico's a woman? And what are you saying? And if she's a woman, she's, you know, is she having this illicit affair with Uncle <laughs> Sam? And now Bad Bunny wants to ¿Qué está pasando? It's, it's disrespectful, honestly. It's incredibly disrespectful. Um, and then we listen to how, if you listen to the old patriotic songs and how they used to talk about Puerto Rico, it's completely juxtaposition to what Bad Bunny's saying in this song. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. 
I have faith when I see someone like a young quattro player, like Fabiola, and I see her and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, todavía tenemos una juventud que está siguiendo en esos caminos y ella está tocando con Inverto Santa Rosa and um, it would be nice si ella tuviera un following como Bad Bunny, you know, yeah. pero it's okay, she's, ella tiene talento, you know, and I mean, I don't know, maybe en 10 años, um, si Bad Bunny todavía está por ahí, a lo mejor tú lo vas a conocer y tú le puedes decir a Nani, oye, I'm sorry, pero esa canción que tú hiciste ofendió a Puerto Rico, ofendió a las mujeres y estabas cantando disparate y mentira. No, absolutely. There's also one other thing that I wanted to make sure I addressed here um, because it's just something I noticed that in the song, if you, the lyrics, is, he says, el sol es taino, right? And he, so he's referencing, you know, uh, the taino sun, right? And but, but what I found interesting was that, that he's, he wants to talk about Taino, but the Taino had a great reverence and respect for their ancestors. They had a great respect for the earth. And look at what Bad Bunny's saying in this song. And now you're going to bring, first of all, okay, es un falta de respeto a Puerto Rico, a Ima Rivera, and now to Taino as well. Like, I respect what someone like Cardi B is doing because she's doing it on her own and she's celebrating her womanhood. So I give her that. Again, no entiendo lo que está diciendo. What I like about her, she is empowering. She talks to a certain culture of women that you and I couldn't, couldn't relate to. That's true. Couldn't talk to. That's true. They wouldn't see us as authentic as they see her. And they have a point, and it's true. Um, so yeah, and 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 they look up to her and, and I respect that she has her own business. She's taking care of her family. She's taking care of her business. She's taking care and, and that is a great example to people. That is a great example to a lot of young girls. Even if you're from the bottom of the bottom, look what you can do. And, and I think she gives a lot of hope that way. And Bad Bunny being young, yeah, that he came out of streaming and he could do this, wonderful. But this song? And it also shows a big difference between what is branded as culture and what culture really is. Because, a lot, you know, Bad, bad yep. Bunny and this is being branded to us as culture, but disrespecting our ancestors is not part of our culture. Disrespecting Puerto Rico isn't part of our culture, so. Anthony, we've had Latin music here in New York alone for over 100 years. When Rafael Hernandez came to New York with his entire family and opened up the first Latin music record store on 114th Street in El Barrio. That tells you how many Puerto Ricans were already here in 1927, that he could open up a record store and, and have a livelihood. And, and it's, so it, it's just incredible to me that, that, um, we have now people, it's, it's like they're starting all over again. Yeah. And again, I, I mean, our past informs our present. But mm -hmm. then uh, looking at the past, it's like they're here, it's them, it's now, and that's it. We do have to look at the past. I mean, and that is also uh, uh, almost an element of youth 
that youth is arrogant. Youth is, yeah. is for the young. And the young always feel like they're going to take over the world and do that. We've all felt like that. But I have to tell you, Anani, you are amazing that you, in your young age, was the one that brought this to me because I, I, I don't listen to Bad Bunny. I don't listen to that type of music. I mean, I listened a little bit to Tego Calderon because Tego liked Maelo, so I was listening, but um, the stuff he said about women were just a factor, you know? And we have to remember we live in a capitalist society and capitalism is a patriarchy and Puerto Rico's a colony. So Puerto Rico is just going to reflect that, that intense patriarchy that we have where it's still a man's world. Look what they've done with Roe v. Wade. You, you know, you're looking at a future that, that may, it, this is horrific what they're doing to women. In, this, in capitalism, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you're selling, it doesn't matter. If you have those numbers and they can make money from it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. They'll excuse anything for the money. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're seeing in Puerto Rico with this. And it's not our culture. It's, it's not our music. It's, 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 it's not what we've taught our children. Really, it's not. It's not what we've taught our children. Even in the poorest of the poor, you know, I, I've seen people teach. Maelo, Maelo came from a home that had no bathroom. The bathrooms were outside. He lived in the kind poverty that a lot of these young kids today have no idea what that kind of poverty is like. And yet they grew up with a certain amount of, of principles and honor that, that helped them become real superstars, you know? So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I thank you for bringing this to my attention and to the attention of everybody who's going to be looking at this because it's um, a hot topic right now. It's a hot potato, el apagón. La, contra, la controversia del apagón. Yeah. That's what That's this perfect. is. La controversia del apagón. Oh, um, and I also, what, what I also thought about um, earlier was that, you know, Pedro Campos said that those who do not respect the ashes of their elders are the true corpses. And I, I always love that quote because it's talking about respect for the elders, of course. Um, but that's what, I, it, this whole situation made me think of that. Nos vamos yo. 
nos vamos yo y tú a bailar mi rumba. 